to the International House of Horrors. Valued guests, and welcome back to the International House of Horrors podcast. Your sanctuary is spooky for all things terrible, horrible, brutal, bloody, gory, and the macabre. I am one of your curators here at the house, Joe Merle. And I'm the other one. I'm Josh. Hi, Joe. Hello, Josh. Hello, sir. How is Germany? Germany is good, I, I'd say. It's still warm over here. It's still nice weather. And Lots of uh, German things happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, we we got a, a small uh, city f- uh, festival outside today, but so far it's not too loud, and you won't hear anything. I hope <laughs> uh, that's all right. Even if we do, party hardy Germany. Uh, we have we had one this week, the hot air balloon festival here in town, which is really cool. Where they launch a whole bunch of hot air balloons, and they have you know activities and things and stuff downtown. Oh, and that then sounds awesome. Next week is our big fair. We have like a big county fair, you know, where they do all the animals. And then you have the carnival and the uh, like demolition derby. Everything you, you would kind of think of an American county fair that you'd see on TV. You know, people around buying snacks and going on rides and things like that, playing games. We'll have Sounds that fun. Is, is it like the county fairs we see? We, we saw at least one in the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty similar. It's um I do want before we get into the Twilight Zone though, I do want to send out um, you know, heartfelt condolences, man. We had two shootings here in the states over the course of 24 hours that are just awful. Like awful and terrible and I don't know why people continue to do this crazy shit. It's Yeah. Absolutely nuts, man. It's absolutely insane. But to all the um, families, or if anyone has, you know, friends or anyone who was impacted by it, it's it's just terrible. So, yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, so yeah, Twilight Zone. Let's talk about the Twilight Zone. We've got because we do have a busy week or a busy uh, day today. I feel like this episode could go on for a long time if we're not yeah, careful. We have a few topics we need to talk yeah. about today. So we'll start with the Twilight Zone season one, episode 14, third from the sun. It was uh, the teleplay was written by Rod Serling, but adapted from third from the sun by Richard Matheson. And from what I read in the companion guide, it was pretty close to exactly what the story was. He okay. didn't, didn't do a lot that- of changes or anything like that. That's different because usually uh, there there's lots of differences and we often hear it's basically just the, the ground setting and the rest right. is different. Now, this one, it seems like he, he didn't change a lot and just kind of kept the story there. It aired on January 8th, 1960. Stars Fritz Weaver as Will Sturka, Edward Andrews as Carling, Joe Maross as Jerry Ridden, Dennis Alexander as Jody Stur- Sturka, and Lori March as Eve Sturka. And then, uh, it was it, uh, Gianne? Gianni? Jeannie? Jeannie. We'll say Jeannie, even though I don't know if Probably. that's Jeannie. Uh, Evans is Anne Ridden, so she's the, the little kid. Maybe and Jean. Could be. Yeah. It's, I, I said like Gianne. I don't know. Who knows? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting name. Um, so we'll do the. Uh, let's see. We'll do the opening narration real quick, and then we'll yes. talk about uh, talk about this episode. Quitting time at the plant. 
Time for supper now. Time for families. Time for a cool drink on a porch. Time for the quiet rustle of leaf-laden trees that screen out the moon. And underneath it... Oh, let me try this one more time. Let me try that sentence one more time. Time for the quiet rustle of leaf-laden trees that screen out the moon, and underneath it all, behind the eyes of the men, hanging invisible over the summer night, is a horror without words. For this is the stillness before the storm. This is the eve of the end. And our story's pretty straightforward, but this is a it was a fun episode. I've always really, really liked this episode. Yeah, it's it's a bit different. Um what kind of um made me I, I've seen it for the second time now and for me both times I don't know why exactly but this episode was kind of not as interesting as most maybe because it's not what I think of when I think of the Twilight Zone because it's very much uh, just a, a normal thriller story basically except for the, the twist at the end it's all very much just okay we need to somehow capture this uh, this spacecraft there, there's nothing supernatural or um different going on this could be a normal story uh, for the most part and i think that's what kind of takes me out of it a little bit like that's why i didn't fully get into this story because i always waited for something cool to happen (laughs) and this one you know and i know you've seen well you said you've watched most of the first season right you've already seen i i think we're almost at the end of the ones i've seen i've seen i think i've seen two or three more and then so so this story is going to continue to show itself we're going to get this story many times over again and for context maybe someone who's not very familiar with the twilight zone but at the time especially in the united states people were and not even just in the united states around the globe individuals were terrified of nuclear war like it was a very real threat and so serling i think this was his way to address that concern of the masses everybody was terrified that this is going to happen yeah you know after the the horrors of world war ii and everything that had happened in japan people were really afraid that okay and if nuclear war happens it's going to happen like on a global scale, you know, yeah. people are just going to start firing missiles from every country and it's going to be uh, just chaos across the globe. So this is a story. Actually, you're going to see this this a few more times. This idea of trying to capture the notion that people were really terrified of nuclear war. And how do you navigate that? How, how could you possibly get away from that? Um, and it's also we'll get in a couple more endings that are very similar to this one. <laughs> Where it's uh, almost actually one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes. Top five for sure has almost the same ending. <laughs> no it's spoilers. Just, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. But it was uh, it was super cool. And yeah, and not not to take anything away from the episode, other than this, what bothered me a little bit. This is a great episode. It's really well shot, like differently shot than the ones before, with lots of uh, angles and uh, from the side. I was just and... reading why he did that. That the oh, and... yeah so. I guess, I mean, we're going to give away the ending anyway, but the <laughs> yeah. reason he did that is because he, the the cinematographer, or was the director said, if you're going to tell somebody that they weren't on Earth the whole time, even though they thought they were, you need, they need to watch the episode and feel like something feels weird about this. Something. Oh. So I was reading, he even used a, he used wide angle lenses for every shot, even the close-ups. He was using wide angle instead of a traditional lens. 
in order That's to get cool. those. Sh- yeah, it was really cool because you're right. The shots are very like under the table and kind of weird tilted angles. Yeah, like a Dutch angle almost like yeah, just, uh, a yeah, little bit off. Yeah, uh, and I, I really like that. And um, <laughs> I I felt at the, at the beginning it felt almost like uh, like what you see now in parodies of um, shows and life in the fifties when the dad comes home and his daughter. Is, is super happy and comes right. up to him. How are you? Oh no, not before we we had our dance. And, yeah, and that felt that felt like so out of the fifties. Like that's when you watch a movie nowadays that's set in the fifties or plays on a fifties TV set. It's always exactly like right, that. <laughs> right, or almost like a uh, Pleasantville. When, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the way that it it played out. And I guess we should, you know, the story really quick is you have these couple of gentlemen who work at a military base, and we learn very quickly that. They have kind of insider information, and I love the guy who played the, the one who was spying on them and sneaking around and trying to to stop them. He was funny. So yeah. you play these, or you've got these characters that have devised a plan. Okay, they know nuclear war is coming the next day, or they had to get off the planet by eleven o'clock, I think. So they're going to sneak onto the base with their families, get in the ship, and take off. That's their plan. They yeah. don't know the ship is still. I don't want to say experimental, but it's never been tested. They don't even know if the ship's going to make it out of the atmosphere, let alone be able to take them to another planet. And so you have this uh, this other character following them around the entire time. And I love the scene of him peeking in through the garage window where his head just kind of, you know, comes up out of nowhere and he's he's spying in on them. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so and the rest of the episode is kind of a race against the clock with these two trying to get their families off planet and avoid detection by this gentleman who's, who's been following them the entire time. Yeah. And always having problems with, uh, with uh, not being detected by him. Like he's, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He even shows up like, Oh, I'll have some. And he's holding the piece of paper that has the secret plans written on the back. And he's holding it <laughs> the other way and doesn't see yeah. it. Oh, and um, he's, uh, one of his last roles is actually uh, in Kremlins. He's Mr. Corbin. Oh, really? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Edward <no>. Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, so oh, yeah. What, there what is character is, is that? Can you tell me? Because this I've one... seen Gremlins, but I don't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if he was at the... He was at the bank? I, I thought so, too. Maybe he was, uh, yeah, at the bank some something. But uh, yeah, that that's uh, pretty interesting that he uh, that was like one of his last roles. Like uh, in the uh, a year before he died, he only got seventy years old. So he oh yeah, he's the bank manager. The the bank manager. Okay, okay. yeah. I love that there's a Gremlins. Like you can find a wiki for everything. <laughs> <laughs> there really is. They got all these pictures of Gremlins everywhere. And there was looks like there was a deleted scene as well where he's actually killed by the gremlins. <laughs> they they smash a uh, they smash a clock over his head, which is um, <laughs> but yes, he was the bank manager. Okay, and you, okay. he still even kind of looks the same. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. Like, yeah, uh, that that's why I thought maybe he's the bank manager because that's what he looks like. <laughs> and the the end of this thing is um, the big reveal. Uh, we already kind of alluded to it, but. It turns out that these people are actually not on Earth. They get in the they get in the spacecraft, or they're going to the spacecraft, and they're like, they're, we, we found a little planet that could have life very similar to ours. little place called Earth. Or I even think he says, like, third from the sun, you know, where the title yeah, the, comes the, from. Yeah, the third yeah. planet from the sun. 
Third Planet from the Sun. Looks like we could make it there. But overall, yeah, really enjoyable episode. I like yeah, this one a lot. It's well done. It's it's basically a, a very good thriller, like especially for television at the time. Yeah, absolutely. But, and and you yeah. got you know anything written by Matheson. The guy was an amazing science fiction writer. You know, he I, I have yet to read any of his stuff that came out of the magazines, all the science fiction magazines. You can find these awesome collections on iTunes for like a dollar, you know, and I'll just read through them on my iPad yeah. or on my phone or whatever. But yeah, he's anything he writes for the most part, you know, you're going to get a decent, a decent story. Uh, yeah, and I just I just looked him up uh, according to IMDb. He was uh, author, like he wrote the story on 14 episodes of The Twilight Zone. That's awesome. Which, which sounds like not that much uh, because we've already had like three or four and we're only at episode 14. <laughs> so how quick until we run out of Matheson stories? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But as a whole, <laughs> if you think about it, that's almost 10% of the total episodes of The Twilight Zone. That's which is, true. Yeah, yeah, which is a decent amount for one guy to write. Uh, okay, so let's do the uh, the closing narration, then we'll we'll move on. Behind a tiny ship heading into space is a doomed planet on the verge of suicide. Ahead lies a place called Earth, the third planet from the sun. And for William Struka and the men and women with him, it's the eve of the beginning in the Twilight Zone. Uh, next week, for anyone who is following along with us, episode 15, I shot an arrow into the air, which uh, is another good one that I like. Um, a, lot of, a lot of space stuff going on right now. We don't get into some of the the more, I think, horror. I don't know how, how, how far we get in before we start getting into some of the actual horror stuff. But uh, I'm sure it's going to come up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time, though, you know, you have to look at this stuff through the lens of 1960. And that's what people were scared of. They were scared of space. Yeah, and in the sixties, it was that was the the rise of the of the monster movies and the uh, sci fi movies. Yeah. yeah, like radiate radiation and um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like did this stuff. episode talk directly about the whole world, even if it was not Earth at the end? Mm. <laughs> Talked about the whole world uh, uh, exploding and uh, ending. Yeah. So that is horror in a sense. Oh, that's the worst kind of horror. Yeah. yeah, that's the absolute worst. Um, so all right, and I guess now now it's time uh, to talk about a, a little movie that uh, you you forced on yourself, but I, I really really helped you because <laughs> I am such a nice guy. So on those movie guys, uh, this has probably been a month now. Phil and I had a running bet about yeah, I guess it's been almost exactly a month because we yeah. had a bet about the total weekend domestic box office for Spider Man Homecoming. Whoever got closest to the total got to choose a movie for the other to watch. Well, I put that you got to choose a movie for Phil to watch, and I ended up winning that competition. <laughs> and me being the great friend that I am, I know Phil doesn't like puke things, any kind of mouth things. Like last time we had the bet like this, I had him watch Pink Flamingos, the John Waters classic. And you can find on those movie guys Instagram, if you want to see it, there's a video of Phil actually watching the end of that movie when Divine eats the dog shit off of the <laughs> sidewalk and Phil about loses his lunch. And so I know he doesn't like these kind of movies. You had told me about a movie not long ago that you were nice enough to your friends. You're like, hey, we're having a movie night. We're going to watch Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. 
And we already talked about this movie on the episode, but we need to do it again because Joe. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was nice enough. I was like, um, Phil and I couldn't find a copy. Josh found a copy, got a copy to us. And um, I was nice enough that I was like, you know what? I'll watch it at the same time. And part of me, uh, I don't want to say I felt obligated, but in some weird way, whenever you see those lists and it's like, this is the worst thing ever. I'm like, I want to see it to see how bad it really is. Yeah. So I watched, uh, what was it? What year was it? 2006? Uh, yeah. I, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. It's, it's not that old, but also, uh, yeah. The, the thing that, looks that like it was shot on a camera that cost $2. And... <laughs> 2006. Yeah. 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 It's, it actually, I, I think we, we looked up the budget, and I think the budget was uh, an estimated um, like hundred thousand. Yeah, I think hundred thousand exactly. And uh, yeah, I wonder where they put all that money because <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe some of the effects cost a little bit of money, but not much. I mean, yeah, because even the the special effects, like with the eyeball, did not look very good. You know, <laughs> they didn't look very good at all. This no. this movie makes no fucking sense. Not a lick of sense whatsoever. So I I, I want to just uh, mention. Uh, so you you sent me a message when you started it with even a little screenshot. It's running. I'm watching it right now, and then you, you even wrote uh, watching it now, which was for me at at nine thirty uh, p.m. And I I was I was on my way outside somewhere and couldn't couldn't answer. So I just and then <laughs> and uh, nine forty nine. So um, around twenty minutes later. I got the next message from Joe, which was just, what in the literal fuck is this movie? <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed that you that you lasted 20 minutes without asking and, that And I, I stand by that statement. Because <laughs> it really is just a bunch of random shots pieced together. Like, there is no... There's no linear timeline. And from reading the description online, they say, you know, you have this prostitute. We do follow the one girl the whole time. Yeah. And you have this prostitute stripper turned hooker who starts to, I guess, descend into a hallucinatory nightmare. But I feel like it just, I mean, we keep going back to the same hotel room and then we're in another place where she's, I don't know, drowning or getting raped. And then there's another girl who gets her eyes taken out and they feed her her own eyeballs. And then she pukes them up all over the table. And then probably the worst was the guy who stuck the fingers of the severed arm down his throat <laughs> and was thrown Cause he threw up a lot and then he threw up in a cup and then he drank it again and then threw up again and drank it again. It was just oh, this, this cycle of drinking his own vomit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it, it's just shit. And we don't know any, who any of these people are like the guy no. kind of feels like he's the bad guy, but also why is he puking all the time? And yeah, so really there's, there's so much it doesn't make any sense the the explanation i found is what makes kind of sense is that this is meant to be the home footage of a serial killer who just films every filmed his his victims and their kills and then uh put them together which so, makes sense a little bit <laughs> but at the same time it was fucking <laughs> awful <laughs> yeah it's 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 complete shit. The only thing I, I can say is that this is author cinema at its best. Like this is a guy who wanted to do something and he made it exactly like he wanted it, I'm guessing. Some things are better left undone. And and <laughs> this guy problem. yeah, and his name for anyone interested is Lucifer Valentine. 
and the box art for this whole there's a trilogy as well. This isn't just one movie. This is a trilogy, and the box art. I, I'm assuming he drew it, and it's just all drawn in in crayons. And <laughs> that, that's still what I'm hoping is that this big bad guy who's called Lucifer Valentine sat down with crayons and 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 angrily drew this this box art. Right. Got very upset yeah. about it and and drew it. The I think they call it Vomit Gore. The Vomit Gore trilogy. The exactly. Vomit Gore trilogy. So he's the first one to do Vomit Gore for anybody who's really into yeah, and puking. The only one, I, I think. <laughs> and just so the listeners know, so this one is, has already a great name with Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. But then uh, the sequels are called um, Slow Torture Puke Chamber. And the next one is regurgitated sacrifice with right. gore written in all capital. <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah. This this movie there is no reason anyone needs to watch this unless you're a completist who wants to see the sickest movies ever made. <laughs> because and you know the thing is I'm not even opposed to somebody making these, you know, kind of hyper but there's got to be something there. Some even with August Underground there was still felt like there was some kind of a story. You had something going on. You knew who your antagonist was, and you had these, you know, sick freak serial killer people. Um, with the other ones, like Salo, I mean, Salo has a Criterion collection. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, something in there. Yeah, there's a story there, but it's it's awful. And even a Serbian film, there's a story. It's a it's a story that makes little to no sense. Like, hey, this dude can just stay hard through anything, so we're gonna make the the most horrible thing you've ever seen. But with this one, there's and even with the guinea pig stuff. Some of that had us, you know, what was it? The fourth one had the mermaid? Uh, no, I think the sixth one. Yeah, but the, the guinea pig stuff, they were at least working on doing great special effects. Like, they yeah. they, they put work into the special effects and it looked kind of, it, it was watchable. This movie, like, I don't know if you noticed, but there's at least three or four scenes that we see at least three or four times just maybe in a different speed. <laughs> right. Yeah, because and, the, and the sound... I will say the sound design in this was pretty cool. Like, it was unsettling. The yeah, sound unsettling, design was very, yeah. But almost all the voices were slowed down and talking. Like, everything was super slow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It was weird. Yeah. And the, the fun thing is, there's also... On, on the DVD I have, there's also... Uh, um, uh, uh, a bonus material. There's a making of. That's what it's called. Okay. And the, the making of is shot and edited in exactly the same style, and it's mostly people from the movie actually signing a contract that they know this is a movie and that they're, they're in this freely and that they know that this is all that they are all willing to do this. <laughs> it's basically he just. I I'm guessing he made this so no one would come after him. I uh, probably. I did. I did read. I was reading a little bit of the the wiki about the trilogy, and I guess in the second and third one, maybe maybe even in the first one, that all the actresses had a safe word they could use if it got too too intense for them. But yeah, it was it was junk, junk. There's no yeah. other way to put it besides. And I like how you said the fun thing about this. Like, there's anything fun about <laughs> about this movie. Well, so I'm I'm still saying one thing. I gotta say is if. If this movie came out like 10 years earlier and was released on VHS, this would probably fuck more people up because it would be like, is this real? Is it not? Because 
the kills aren't real, but the puking is. So who knows if maybe... So uh, I, I think if this was made like in 1996 instead of 2006. Yeah. And imagine you got this VHS with this box art. Yeah, that'd And be you put it up. in and it's just the movie starting. But with DVD, there's the problem. There's the DVD. Then uh, you put it in. There's a DVD menu. There's the special effects, uh, the, the, the making of. Um, so it's kind of losing a bit of that. But if yeah. you just got a VHS, put it in and it's this movie... You I would, would yeah, scared, I agree yeah. with you there. That it, it and it is fucked up. I mean, it yeah. is. It it is a really fucked up thing to watch. And you're right. If you or you just found like a blank VHS at a flea market or something, yeah, you'd be like, ah, what is this? This is terrifying. It's exactly. uh, and you know, every if you got the money and the time, make whatever movie you want to make. You know, <laughs> do your thing. There are a couple of the. I thought the girl with the, her arm missing that looked good. Like that, yeah, yeah that looked really good. So they did good there, and you know, you just wonder sometimes what the when somebody sets out to make something like this, what the end goal is. Because yeah. if anything, he got people talking about it, like <laughs> yeah. you know, on all Wait. these lists, on all these lists, you find it the most fucked up movie I ever seen. It's usually on there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, he it's... he accomplished his goal in that way. So, and if yeah. he made a little money on it, then I'm I'm still guessing he's just really into vomit. Uh... Yeah, it's his fetish, and he like there there wasn't a uh, there wasn't enough porn on it, so he made his own. <laughs> that's that's my only guess. <laughs> He's like Tarantino with his feet. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. he just went a bit overboard with it. <laughs> yeah. So slaughter bomb dolls. I'm sure Phil and I will have some words about it as well on Tuesday. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. And I still hope he puts up uh, a GoPro or maybe two. I told him to record the whole thing if he could. He's like, should I record it? I was like, yeah. And even as I was watching it, I was texting you and him at the same time. I was like, man, you ain't ready for this. I was like, I was like it's bad. And a friend of ours, Leslie, I think had seen it as well. And she had told him the same thing. I was like, it's bad, man. It's bad. She had seen it. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Leslie, she's good. She's seen a lot of really of the kind of the, the worst of the worst stuff. She'll come through with some recommendations every once in a while that are really good. Uh, so we got we got some huge lists in front of us though. Yeah. So we're, we're getting, not even in the main topic. I yet. know we're already <laughs> half hour into the show, not even into the main topic, and that topic is the year was two thousand and seven. So we're looking at the horror horror movies from two thousand and seven stuff that we have seen. Um, I didn't make my list of stuff that I haven't seen. I do have my browser still pulled up though, so maybe if we have time at the end, we can go into a couple titles that we want to see. I think it's fun yeah. to do it just based on the title. Like, you know, <laughs> just based on the title, what might I want to see? Yeah, um, that's, that's sometimes uh, real fun. But 2007 was a big year for horror. Like, Yeah, some, some great movies. Yeah, I know you said you had about 30 you have seen. I've got 35 on my list that I've seen. So we both, I mean, just a ton of movies from that year. And there were some good ones. Some, well, and there were some not so good ones, too. There's a few <laughs> on this list that, that I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay. So let's just get right into it, and we'll just go back and forth. You can yeah. uh, you can kick it off, and I'm sure we've got a lot of the same, so I'll cross them off, and you can cross them off as we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, mine are uh, sorted in chronological order from when they came out. Okay, mine are so alphabetical, that's... so it'll <laughs> okay. be easy. It'll be easy Wait, to I... find. Let, let's let's do it. Let's do it like that because I I put them into letterboxd. I should be able. Yeah, I I just sorted mine by alphabet as well. So oh, we nice. Can... Maybe maybe it's easier to cross one, uh, some off. Um, so let's see. My first one I have in alphabetical order is uh, 1408, 
the uh, ghost story uh, starring uh, John uh, John Cusack, John Cusack and uh, Sam Samuel Jackson. L. Jackson, yeah, and based on a short story by Stephen King. Yeah, I gotta say, I watched this movie probably around ten years ago. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Uh, I've watched it much more recently. I really like fourteen oh eight. I think it's, it's, it's a, really good. Yeah, it's and a I, it's a fun horror story, and in a nutshell, you just got this guy going into this this room in this hotel. If I remember right, it's supposedly haunted, and he doesn't believe in that stuff, so he's gonna go. Yeah, stay I think there. it's his whole thing is he's traveling around uh, yeah. disproving haunted houses, yeah, or hotel rooms, and he gets into this one, and everything just starts going. He ends up he can't get out of the room. You know, and all this weird shit starts happening. It's really visually, it's a cool movie. It's, I still remember, like, I, I've seen this movie 10 years ago and not since, but I still remember that fucking twist in the middle of it. Yeah. That we're not going to spoil, but there's like <laughs> this scene that really messed with me when I watched it the first time. Yeah, it was really good. And it was really well done. And it's, you know, based on Stephen King. There's actually another one on um, from this year that was based on another one of his short stories. Uh, oh. Yeah, the uh, well, we'll get there once we'll, we work we'll our way there, down. Yeah. But so, fourteen oh eight, one hundred percent gets a thumbs up. I really enjoy yeah. it. It's kind of a haunted house ghost story, and it does it fucks with you. And it's a scary notion, like you know, you go into this place and then all of a sudden you just can't get out. Yeah, and and all these horrible, terrible things are happening while you're there. Uh, the one that I've got next up, kind of working again in alphabetical order, is twenty eight weeks later. That's my um, next one as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sequel to 28 Days Later. I, I really like this sequel. I know there's there's and, a handful of people who don't like it as much as the yeah, original. <laughs> yeah, you don't like it as much as the original? I I, I thought it was uh, it was bad. There's there's so many things that just annoyed me and so much stupidity. I think I remember that like the their first idea when there's a zombie outbreak is to lock everyone into one big room. Yeah. Which kind of doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it it had its problems, but I really enjoyed um you know, you had a great a great cast in it and I enjoyed a lot of the action sequences. It's the the first one is just it, it's amazing because you know, you get Killian Murphy just wakes up and it's very I feel like The Walking Dead stole it almost frame for frame when they um yeah. When they did The Walking Dead. or Because, yeah, this was first. Um, yeah, because the first one was 2002. And the, yeah. the, the first one is so good. But this one I thought was a decent follow-up. I enjoyed it. And, again, I just really like the the action stuff of it all. And I thought Robert Carlyle was was really good in it. So, I um, yeah, I like it. I'll take it. You can say no. I'll say yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking. Oh, because I actually wrote a review on this one. And... Uh... Yeah, I think my biggest problem was that everyone was behaved just as stupid as possible, and like, not not just one character that's stupid, but like it felt like every character just made the stupidest move possible, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then I just have a whole list of things that annoyed me. So yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah, but uh, my next one is a movie that's even worse, like much worse. Like this is bottom of the barrel, I'd say. Um, it's. A V H Alien versus Hunter. <laughs> oh, you've seen that? Yeah, I owned that on DVD and <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> so this was it had to have been a spin-off that uh they were trying to capitalize on the name because this year we also had Alien versus Predator 
Requiem. Yeah. So, you know, they Which were... Which I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the Alien vs. Predator movies. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, Asylum, the, the studio that brought us such classics as... Another 2007 movie that I le- sadly haven't seen yet, Transmorphers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, do, also... they do all those. Atlantic Rim, Transmorphers, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so Alien vs. Hunter, it's, it's just... Um, really really bad those usually are those asylum movies i mean they're they're meant for riff tracks and for people to sit around with some beers and you know laugh yeah. and make fun of it they're they're never meant to be taken seriously the yeah, uh it's bad I, that sounds bad yeah it, it is and i i'm pretty sure what what's actually happened is that this movie wasn't produced for asylum under the name alien versus hunter but uh, when they released it they just slapped the <laughs> craziest name possible on it just so they can because yeah that name recognition yeah in, in general the, the story is uh, there's an alien attack and there's a group of hunters trying to fight it but it's it's just really really bad <laughs> and it looks like they have an actual term for it asylum's other it's a mockbuster, is what they yeah. call them yeah that's kind of i've never never heard that term before i like that yeah um, it's, yeah that, that, that's the official title yeah and it it really sucks. Uh, not worth watching. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. Um, I want to see this one. This I don't have it on my list, but just based on the title, amateur porn star killer. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of. Do you ever read uh, Chuck Palahniuk? You ever read any of his stuff? No. So I, he made Fight Club, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he made a few of them that were adapted into movies. Fight Club, Choke was adapted into a movie. Um, but no, the what was his one called? Was it called Snuff. I think it was called Snuff, where you have they're trying to break the record for the world's biggest gangbang, and one person in the line is going to kill the the porn star, and the whole time you're trying to kind of figure out who that is. And it's got a, re- I mean, it's Chuck Palahniuk. Like all his movies are or books are, are really fucked up and weird. Okay, I, I kind of want to read that. Yeah, you should read that <laughs> one. I would say read that one and read Damned and Doomed. It's kind of this end of the world stuff. Everybody's been waiting for his last one to come out in the the trilogy. But you have a 13-year-old girl who kind of is going to bring on the apocalypse. She ends up in hell. And hell for a 13-year-old is they're telemarketers. And they just call people during dinner, like while people <laughs> are eating dinner. <laughs> it's uh, But anyways, moving on. Yeah, um, I've got one more that I'm surprised you didn't see in the number category. And that's 30 Days a Night. I haven't seen that yet, and I, I planned on watching it for this episode, but then kind of forgot about it again. You should watch that, man. It's a fun I, vampire movie. Yeah, I really should. Yeah, you know, it's a concept that makes total sense. You know, you get up into this remote part of Alaska, this very small town where for 30 days out of every year, it's essentially dark all day long. Yeah. And so the vampires just wreak havoc. Uh, great, great vampire designs. Just, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's it's really good. I would I would highly encourage you to check out Thirty Days a Night. And I, I, I will. And I want to say it um, was based on comic books. There was comic books first, and then it was oh. yeah, comic books first. Then it was a movie, and they continue to put out comic books. You can still get the books, the Thirty Days a Night books. Oh, yeah, it's good. Cool. It's a lot of fun. Okay, I I'm gonna check it out. I'm just looking up right now if it's out. Yeah, it's it's on Amazon Prime over here, so I'm gonna watch it. ASAP. Very nice. Okay, so uh, the next one on my list, uh, going on 
um, is uh, a movie that's actually banned in Germany. If I recount correctly, it's called Captivity. Oh it's, yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's not not great, but also not not bad. It's about a a, a model that's uh, being uh, captured in a uh, in a room and being held there by uh, some some guy. She doesn't know who. And he's kind of torturing her and others, and she's trying to get out again. And that, I feel yeah. like I've seen it. I didn't write it down because I don't recall seeing it. And I feel like there was another one from around the same time called Captive that was really good that had uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, and it was another serial killer thing. But this one, okay, I feel like... this I, is different. Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, I feel like... Alicia Cuthbert is in this. Right, it looks like it was written by Larry Cohen. So yeah, maybe I'll need to go back and try and try and find that. I mean, it was distributed by Lionsgate, which at that time they were notorious for putting out pretty decent horror. Yeah, I I just uh, looked at it again on Letterboxd. I rated it uh, two stars out of five. So, okay. Oh, and I reviewed it. Let's see. <laughs> so, um, this is uh, lots of these movies. I yeah, this was in in March thirtieth uh, last we, year. So we we quite literally just watched you get visited by like time travel by your past self. You're like, oh look at that! <laughs> <laughs> I have something. Yeah. I have something I need to tell myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, I said the the goal was well done. Uh. Uh. And was was really good, but uh, it 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 just wasn't done well. There's a twist in there that's super obvious and you you see it coming a mile away and uh, and it was boring that's probably the the worst thing about it and that's never oh, fun yeah. yeah because there there's lots of stretches where not much happens and the uh, in, in 2007 we were in the throes of the torture porn world yeah you know the the hostels and the saws and everything were still very prevalent and people were trying to capitalize on this idea that that's what the audience wanted to see was the torture porn yeah um i do have alien verse alien verse predator requiem on my list i don't consider it a horror movie at all i'm not sure how it made it on this list it of the two alien verse predator movies though it is the one that i prefer if i'm gonna watch one of those movies i enjoy it because the first one was pg-13 this one was rated r which a alien verse predator movie should be yeah you know it should um it, it should have that r rating i mean you're dealing with aliens and predators like why not? And I'm pretty sure it was rated R. Uh, but overall, it's it's fine. But it, yeah, it's just not what you want out of Alien versus Predators. I mean, there's not much more to say. It's it's just it's fine. Yeah, I I think I own both Alien versus Predator movies, but I haven't seen them yet because first I want to see all the Alien and all the Predator movies to be really prepared for this movie. Yeah, um, you, and you you. Do need to see that stuff. You've seen all the aliens, right? I've seen uh, the first three, so I've seen the. Okay, so you only got to watch the worst one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've basically seen the best ones, and I've only seen the first Predator movie. But at some point, I just want to sit down and watch them all. With Predator, you could continue on with not knowing anything else, and I think you'd be fine. <laughs> it's pretty, you know, they're aliens from space who like to who like to hunt things. <laughs> okay. Because um, predators. You go to the Predator planet. You're not on Earth anymore. The second Predator's good, though. You should watch that. That's a lot of fun. I will. That's um, wait. So the the second Predator. So Predator Two. That's because there's there's 
Predator Predator, 2 is... Predator 2 and then Predators, right? Right. Then the new one. Right. The Predator. Predator once again. The Predator. The Predator. Yeah. they're, they're so crazy with these names. It's always yeah. The confusing. second the second one is enjoyable. Danny Glover stars in that one as a cop. It brings the predators into an urban environment. We're no longer out in the jungle or anything like that. Okay, that, I think that's the one that uh, that I only have a cut version of. So I got to look into that again. Yeah, <laughs> it's um yeah, it's good though. Watch that if you get a chance. I will. Okay, the next one on my list um, is one that we talked about not too long ago i don't remember what the subject was but it's dead silence uh, I, I talk about it a lot i talk about <laughs> it with strangers who i meet on the street yeah. okay like, hey, you ever seen this great puppet movie <laughs> yeah i i what did why were we talking about that because i feel like we talked about it pretty extensively yeah i i think well on the one hand because i watched it but i i think we talked about it on in a subject did we talk about james one maybe i I don't know, but I feel like, yeah, I, but I've talked about this movie to death. I mean, so many times with so many different people. I love Dead Silence. I think Dead Silence is great. It's, you know, one of his lower rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. I, I, I don't understand where the hate for this movie comes from. And I feel like we had this conversation specifically, not understanding yeah. why people dislike this movie. It's, yeah, um, I think so, too. I'm, I'm, I'm really wondering what we talked about when we talked about this movie. <laughs> Let me see if I can but, pull up our Instagram and look at what some of the titles were. So, Text Chainsaw, the, the, Conjuring. Maybe it wasn't a Watcher Watching. Yeah, it might have been in Watcher Watching. I feel like that would have been, uh, it would have been in there because I'm always watching it. I probably watch Dead Silence or Turn It On once a month. I just love the aesthetic of it. I love the, the puppets. The, the design of Mary Shaw is really good. I love that scene of Mary Shaw in the theater when she's actually doing it. And she has the conversation with the little kid in the audience. And she's got the puppet going. And she's going at the same time, yelling and hollering. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's just a great movie. I don't care what anybody says. Love yeah, Dead it, Silence. it is really good. All right. Okay. So after, yeah, we have talked Dead Silence a lot. So no reason to do all that again. <laughs> after that one is one that I recently watched. This is maybe four months ago. Donkey Punch. Have you heard about Donkey Punch? I've heard of that. That's the one where... Uh, as, that's like a, a, um, a sex position where you take someone from behind and knock them out. Yeah, it's a sex act. I wouldn't even say a yeah. position, yeah. And, that, I mean, that really is, the title of this movie is based on that idea. And you have a bunch of people partying on this yacht and or maybe just some kind of very large boat. I want to say it was a yacht. But this guy does the donkey punch and ends up killing this girl. And then the rest of the movie is them kind of turning on each other. And you have, you know, they start to, uh, well, should we report it? Should we not? If we do, if we don't. And then they slowly descend into, you know, violent acts against one another. It was fine, but it's not good. By okay, any stretch yeah, of the word. I've heard of it. It sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't even recommend it. Unless okay. you unless you really, really, I'm. It, it's just boring in a lot of ways. You know, they tried really hard to make it something and the acting was fine, but the story just, there was nothing there that really grabbed me. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the next one on my list, uh, is one that I wonder if you've seen and I'm not even sure it's fully a horror movie or more of a sci-fi thriller kind of thing. It's called, uh, Fermat's Room. Or no. 
La Habitation de Ferma. It's uh, about four mathematicians um, who they don't know each other and are invited into um, into a, a room and there they have to and that that room is I think shrinking. It's another movie that I've seen a long time ago, and uh, and the room will crush them if they don't discover what connects them. The the four mathematicians. What well, they have sounds, in common, why that they sounds kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's 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 a fun movie, and I I gotta say, um, I listened um, to the first podcast that got me into horror was uh, I talked about it a few times, was the um, uh, horror etc. podcast, and they started in two thousand seven, and I listened to all the episodes, and so I feel like um, horror movies, especially from two thousand seven, there's lots that that I've watched because they talked about it on the show. And Fermat's Room was one of them, I think. And there's quite a few more on this list that I just watched because they talked about it and would have otherwise never heard of it. It and, sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, um, it, it isn't as interesting as the title makes it sound. It's actually lots of just people talking and not much going on. That's why I'm not sure if I would completely call it a horror movie or not. Okay. But the, the setup is... Um, from from the setup alone, it sounds a lot like things like um, Cube and uh, right. even kind of like Saw. So uh, the, it wasn't what I expected, but it's it's fun. Okay, all right, I'll uh, I'll keep my eyes open for it if it ever pops up somewhere. Yeah, Let's see if I can check it out. The next one up for me is Ed Gein, The Butcher of Plainfield, and it's a pretty straightforward Ed Gein story. You know, it deals yeah. with him as uh but what makes this one for horror fans, I think makes it worth watching is that it stars Kane Hodder, plays Ed Gein. Oh so yeah, genre. And it's also got Michael Berryman in it as well. People would know him from The Hills Have Eyes. Uh the the, the big tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. I can't remember the name of the disorder he has, but he was born he has some kind of a disorder where he, he doesn't have hair, he doesn't have fingernails. Yeah. Um always a real interesting looking dude. And then he was in a bunch of Rob Zombie stuff as well. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the um I it's weird because I was just talking to Shane about that scene last night in The Devil's Rejects when uh Michael Berryman and um shit, why can't I think of his name now? Ken um Fari. Forey. Yeah, when they go to get the chickens. And that guy's like, hey, you boys ain't gonna fuck these chickens, is you? And he's like, you might not fuck a chicken, but he looks like he'll fuck a chicken. And he's like, boss, let me get him, boss. Um, but yeah, Michael Berryman, very famous genre genre actor. Not a yeah, whole he's lot. He's been around since the original Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, uh... he's been around. He was in another really good one I watched not long ago. I can't think of the title, but it was a ghost story kind of a movie that I enjoyed. Uh, he also was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> was he? That, that's what uh, that's what IMDb says. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't remember him in Cuckoo's Nest. He must have had a small uh, a smaller role. So it's it's an Ed Gein story. Everyone knows the story of Ed Gein. If you like that story, you know it's not a historical adaptation or anything like that. But I actually prefer the one that was just titled Gein. And that came out. They I don't remember the distribution company who did it, but they did a Bundy, they did a Gein, they did a Dahmer. I want to say it was around like the early two thousands. They put out all okay. these serial killer movies, but this one was uh, this one was okay. wasn't bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, I I think I've heard of it, but I 
couldn't say anything about it. Uh, I got uh, the next on my list is also one that we already talked about extensively that I didn't like as much. And also um, this time I know what episode it was from because this is uh, Frontiers. Oh, yeah. From the... when we did the French Extremity episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I already said in that episode, it was like, the like it's probably a better movie than I give it credit, but it was the most disappointing of the French Extremity movies I've seen. Because there's, it's the the least interesting. Also, there's Nazis in it. And <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I was I was just about to say you didn't like it because it wasn't a good representation of the Nazis. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. It, and I think we we were in agreement. I liked the movie a lot, but of that of those movies of the French extremity movies, it it wasn't the best of the bunch. Yeah. By any means. But now, yeah, we don't have to spend time with that. You can go back and listen to the the last episode. Or that episode, not the last one, but when we did that episode, we talked about all those extensively. Next one up for me is actually a double feature that I, surprisingly, before we even agreed to do this episode, I had recently watched both, rewatched both. I was kind of in the mood for Tarantino after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so watched Planet Terror and Death Proof. Uh, Both, you know, very different in their own right and very enjoyable in their own right. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, I prefer Planet Terror of the two of them, but rewatching too, yeah. Death Proof, I really like, man, you had some awesome, strong female characters in that movie, and I'm such a fan of a strong female lead, and at the end, when they're just beating the shit out of Kurt Russell, you know, with pipes <laughs> and things like that, and uh, yeah. Rosario Dawson just stomps on his face, picks her leg way up in the air, and then just uh, very reminiscent of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Yeah. which is a great movie for anyone listening. If you haven't seen that, it's a real fun movie. But Grindhouse, yeah, I, I had I was fortunate enough to see it in the theater where you got the double feature with the, all the trailers in between. That's it was really awesome. cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So uh, so did you just watch uh, the, the two movies on their own, or did you watch the, the whole thing? Because the whole thing is a bit shorter because I think they cut out parts in, in uh, both movies. But have the trailers in between, or did you watch the movies separately? I watched them separately, so I okay. don't. I don't have a big supercut of it. I just have the two individual movies on iTunes. Ah, okay. Because uh, actually, I don't own these movies, but Michael, who I did the uh, Filmhouse podcast with, uh, he has the Grindhouse double feature as one Blu-ray, where it's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, and I I watched that one, and uh, yeah, it it is it is so much fun, especially. I think they maybe had it in the wrong order because if you start with something like Planet Terror, it, it can't get better than that. Right. <laughs> Planet Terror, that's like my kind of horror comedy. It's it's very much like Brain Dead from the it's just lots oh, yeah, of splatter so and gore. And it had and, you know, it was it was for anyone who's watched any old grindhouse stuff, it had all the stuff that made a grindhouse movie a grindhouse movie. Yeah. You know, the missing scenes, the the lower quality, the ridiculous dialogue. Um, I love the the nurse when she pulls the needle out and shoots it right into his eye. Like, all those funky elements. And even yeah. Shana said as we were watching it, she's like, how does she pull the trigger on that gun? I was like, that's what made Grindhouse Grindhouse. You didn't need an explanation for that stuff. It just yeah. worked. You know, it just it just worked. And Death Proof was, uh, it, it was in a Grindhouse way. But it was, after seeing Planet Terror, that's just a total uh, change of pace. It's 
very slow in comparison. It's a Tarantino movie. There's right. lots of great di dialogue. It looks awesome. It's really well done and well acted. But after watching the grind at uh, the Planet Terror and then seeing all the trailers, it's it's kind of and that's his, why his was more of a motorcycle gang teen angst movie than yeah. what you think of traditional, you know, like werewolf women of the SS. I wish we would have got that movie. I love that Rob <laughs> Zombie trailer. It was it was so much fun, and we did get two movies based on those trailers alone. The the two machete movies were and, came, uh, Thanks and, Killing. Um, was it Thanks Killing? What? Or Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo with a Shotgun, yeah. We got, I think, two movies out of that trailer as well, right? I think there was only... What is it? I think, only one? Yeah, I think there was only one Hobo with a Shotgun, which I love Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh, Rugger Howard is so good in that movie. And that's actually, I think, uh, a, a bit more special uh, because uh, that, that trailer was actually... I think the, the director won a contest to have that yeah, trailer in the movie. Yeah, to have the trailer put in there. Which is super cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Grindhouse is a good time. Both of those, a lot of fun. If you've never seen them, check them out. Yeah. And watch the Supercut with the trailers in between. Or if not, watch all the trailers because they're uh, great as well. Yeah, I want to see if I can if I can find that Supercut or find a way to... Yeah, because it was, it was awesome to see them both together like that at the theater. And only had to pay for one ticket. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the next one up. Um, so now you actually skipped ahead on of me uh, in the in the letters. So I'm wondering if you haven't seen this one. Uh, but the next one for me is uh, the Funny Games remake from 2007. Oh, I have. I didn't even see it on my list though. It wasn't listed as. Uh, yeah, it wasn't listed oh. as. Yeah, and that's the problem with some of these lists when you go look and you almost have to go to a couple places. Next time I'm gonna do what you did and just get on the letterbox because it seemed like they have a. A more extensive list. Yeah. No, I saw Funny Games in the theater, oh, which was, yeah, it was really cool. I had no idea what it was. I was just like, <laughs> I want to see this. And I went and watched it. I was like, whoa, that's fucked up. And then, you know, it always, to anybody who, I would think most horror fans, once you see that first one, you want to go back. Once you learn that it's a, a remake, but it was a remake. You don't see this often. It was a remake by the same guy who had done. It was. A shot by four shot remake yeah. by the same guy. But he somehow just, the original is better. I feel like the original is more effective. Yeah, I think for me, what well, of course, I I understood the original. Uh, I understood it better because it wasn't German. But um, I think uh, what made the original better for me was the the lead actor of the of the bad guy, because in the in the German version he's even more smug and more of an asshole than in yeah. uh, in the remake. Uh, yeah, but the, the they're both they're both good and um, funny games with, is really fucked up. Yeah, it's it's totally fucked up, and I think actually the uh, the director made this movie again because he felt like he he made the movie. This movie isn't a movie about the story. It's, it, no, this is all about the message that he wants. to Yeah, say. And, and his message is really anti-violence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, he's he's criticizing us for watching this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he made the movie again because he felt like uh, the the people he wanted to reach most, you Americans, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they don't watch as many uh, subtitled things. So he just decided to make it again in English so that even <laughs> the the dumbest Americans will watch it <laughs> <laughs> and learn from it. <laughs> yeah. Or he had to reach. He had to make more money. 
Yeah, because there's there's not enough of an audience. You got to get to America if you want the audience. <laughs> you want them real dollars, you got to get to the States. But you're but right. I'm, it, it I'm is. pretty sure uh, Haneke was at the States at that point. He already made a few uh, international movies. Yeah, it's uh, probably were any of them as big as Funny Games? Uh, let's see. Um, he made one that's, uh, that many people talk about, that, but I'm not sure if that's even American. It's uh, hidden, uh, cash or cachet. Maybe that's French. Yeah, I don't. That's, I feel like I haven't heard of that one. Okay, now now looking over it, yeah, there's uh, actually funny games is are his biggest ones. He also made Amour in 2012, but that's also French, I think. So I guess this is his only American movie. And it, I, I do like the message of this movie, and it does give you pause to think because he doesn't glorify the violence in any way whatsoever. But you also have the weird. Like you said, where he's talking to the audience, you have the weird meta shit going on where the killers will stop and talk to the camera and just rewind the plot. <laughs> just yeah. go backwards. And yeah, I, it can't pretty, happen that way. If, if I remember correctly, we almost have no gore. We don't see anything on screen. No, everything's off screen. Yeah, they, they, they pan the camera away, but it's still... It's more fucked up than some things we see on in Saw, for example. Well, yeah, because he kills a little kid, which is you don't see very often. And yeah, no, it's, it's very good and worth a watch. Hundred percent worth a watch for anybody yeah, for not sure. uh, who's unfamiliar with the the property. So next on my list is one that I absolutely love. The second half of the movie, but the first half I could I could live without, and that is Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> This was this was like I, I was confused for a second because I, I was guessing that after Grindhouse you're coming to Halloween. And then you said a movie that I absolutely love. And I was wondering <laughs> what is it gonna be? <laughs> no, I, yeah. and as many times as I've gone back to revisit his Halloween movies, because I continue to watch them hoping that I'm gonna I like it. I really like the second half of the first movie. I think it's great. Once Michael is Michael and his horrible family is out of the picture. I think that's part of the problem with that first half is I just hate that family so much. Everything yeah. about them, I hate that family. But once he's Michael, you have some amazing sequences of him doing Michael Myers things that are just brutal. And, and it still blows my mind that Danielle Harris is able to play a high school girl. You know, she was <laughs> a kid in Halloween 4 and 5, and then she still looks young enough to play a high school kid. But Michael terrorizing everything. And where this movie suffers, and I'll... I'll both movies suffer is having uh, Malcolm McDowell as Sam Loomis. He's just, he's not as enjoyable as Donald Pleasance. I get what Rob Zombie was trying to do. He made this, you know, his movie, but uh, it'll never, it'll never be there for me. It'll yeah, just never. I, I think in, in general, uh, Rob Zombie is just better at making his own things. Like I like his, his own things more. And I got to say, I haven't seen Halloween in forever and I want to watch it again because, yeah, when we did the Halloween episode, I, I had seen all the others, but I haven't watched a remake yet again. Yeah, but, but even when he does his own things, it's, you know, 31, I really like the little Spanish Nazi uh, <laughs> small person. It was, um, he was funny. And um, Richard Brake as Doomhead was a lot of fun. Okay. I will say in Salem, that one was his best shot movie. I think that uh -huh. was him as a filmmaker showing he can actually make a good-looking movie. But Lords of Salem, even at the same time, just didn't really do it for me. 
House of Thousand Corpses rejects will always, I think, be his best stuff, and then we'll see what happens with Three from Hell this fall. Yeah. I'm actually pretty sure that I've seen, other than, is Halloween 2? Yeah, other than Halloween 2, his remake, I've seen all Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. And I, I get something out of all of them. I I kind of like them all in, in some way, even like El Superbisto. El Superbisto was fun. It was yeah, fun. It's, it's super weird, but it's fun. And we, we got to remember, he also made, since we talked about Grindhouse, he also made a trailer, Werewolf Women of the SS. Yeah, that was my favorite trailer of all of them. <laughs> it was. You know, and there was the, the Nazi exploitation era of Grindhouse cinema yeah. that you saw you saw a lot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, enough about Halloween, or do you want to add anything? No, else? we can go on. Okay. The next one I have, there's another one. I'm still behind you because... Uh, there's another one. I wonder if you've seen this. Is the girl next door, uh, not the See, not I, the one with Alicia Kushbert, but yeah, the, uh, I don't. Is that the one? It's what, uh, based on uh, on the a true story. Oh, uh, okay. No, what was the one? It was the next door where they take the little girl and they kidnap the, her. It's uh, so the Jack Ketchum story is based on a true story. Okay, so yes. Then I have yeah. seen this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'd consider that a horror movie though. It's, it's super fucked up. It like, is. It's really I, fucked up, but it seems... I, I always saw that more of a kind of true crime thriller more than more than horror. But yeah, but I, I think it deserves to be on the list, sure, because it, it is a fucking nightmare story. And it's a good movie. It's worth talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's it's very it's it's also one where I don't think you see that much. Like, you, you see some things... But it's it's not as much in what you see, but what is happening and what you what you are told. Well, the um, psychological torture that this girl went through, you know, by everybody. Yeah. It wasn't even, yeah. you know, you had like the kids doing it to her and adults doing it to her. It was, yeah, it was fucked up, man. Yeah. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, it's about a woman. Um, we actually we haven't talked about what any of these movies are about. <laughs> But so the girl next door is about a little girl uh, being like st- tortured by her neighbor stepmother. I think I thought it was the neighbor. Is isn't it the stepmother keeping her in the in the basement and the neighbors are all coming in as well? Oh but yes, like, yes, yes. You're right. It's it's all I think uh, uh, done by the stepmother and it's actually told from the eyes of uh, one of the boys who was there and was uh, torturing. Uh, with them like was kind of like he was one of course we need someone to root for her so he was kind of uh not as into it but he was also there and saw it and feels bad because he never told anyone right you need more of a sympathetic character yeah and so yeah it's it's fucked up yeah it's it's a crime thriller but i'd say it's also it's horrific for sure yeah yeah no Uh, like i said it it can be on the list i have no problem with that whatsoever Okay, so what's next? Next for me is Hannibal Rising. I haven't seen that one. So it's the prequel to... It's before Red Dragon. So if you were to put the books in chronological order, this would be first. And then you would get Red Dragon, then Silence of the Lambs, and then Hannibal. It is my least favorite of all of the Hannibal Lecter movies. If you want early Hannibal Lecter, watch the TV show. You know, that's... This is... He's much younger, though. Much, much younger. But it... It was fine, but it's so hard when you compare anything to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. You know, it really is. Like, Red Dragon was good, and even the the 80s one, Manhunter, Man was Hunter, good. Yeah, yeah. and Hannibal, I, I enjoyed a lot. 
but it's it's so hard when you put anything up against Silence of the Lambs and want to play yeah. in that sandbox. Now this is based on his book that you know he did write a Hannibal Rising book, so it does have that Thomas Harris feel to it. It's not like it was just ripped and they were creating a new thing based on the property. Mm-hmm. But overall, it, it's fine. But whatever, it is what is it is. The, is this the one without? Um, uh, yeah, without yeah. Anthony uh, Hopkins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one yet. I I want to at some point because I've seen, I think, the others. I haven't seen Manhunter, but I've seen uh, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Hannibal, and uh, um, Red Dragon, I think. And okay. I liked the Hannibal TV show. Yeah, but so yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, just as a, if you want to complete the, you know, the whatever, the filmography, complete all of them, then yeah, yeah. watch it. But you'd be fine if you didn't. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the next one on my list is uh, yeah. I gotta f- skip a few. I got one. It's not actually a horror movie, but I really liked it. And uh, its a predecessor and its follow up are both horror movies. So I I'll take it anyway. It's a Hot Fuzz. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 more. It's really more of an action. But there's also like a town conspiracy that you could. Count you had as, uh, you're <laughs> you're really reaching here, Josh. You are really <laughs> reaching. I just really like this movie. It's a and, great movie. Uh, we had it as a classic pick of the week not long ago. Yeah, uh, the last time yeah. we were on on H, we had it because yes, you do have the cult elements and kind of yeah. the, the that aspect of it, but never <laughs> call it a horror movie. But you're right; it, it is bookend by two horror movies, horror comedies, uh, but. Yeah. This one, uh, yeah, it's just worth mentioning because it's a great movie. Yeah, exactly, and I just wanted to put it in there. <laughs> it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost at their uh, at their best. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's uh, um, uh, uh, it's in the Cornetto trilogy of like Shaun of the Dead, which is parody of zombie movies, and in the end, uh, it it the the next movie in the Cornetto tri- trilogy is um, the World's End, yeah, which is like a sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi horror comedy parody on those take on those things and so in the middle we got hot fuzz which is uh, basically a play on the on the action genre on the typical like yeah crime action thrillers like from... super super badass kind of you know car chases and gunfights and yeah that gunfight is crazy in that movie <laughs> when everybody <laughs> in town's got guns and uh they're all going nuts all right the crater good <laughs> uh, we gotta start moving a little quicker i've still got so many um <laughs> the haunting of sorority row it's it's fine it was a made for tv canadian movie and you know some girls in the sorority house end up conjuring up a ghost and the ghost ends up wreaking havoc on them we can move on okay it's 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 nothing that. nothing at all special okay the next one on my list is uh a movie that i really kind of don't like it's i am legend you don't uh, like the- it no, I, I kind of, I, I think because I kind of don't like Will Smith. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he's always, it's always the same guy. And I think with I Am Legend, you could, uh, you could have made much out of it, but it felt like I wanted a horror movie and it felt more like an action movie. Ye- and... Yes. But I feel like this one was more true to the book than a lot of the other ones. So yeah, this is our book, our connection but... to uh, Richard Matheson. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, 
who wrote and I Am Legend. I, after I heard that there, there is a different ending that makes the whole movie much better, that annoyed me a lot about I Am Legend because uh, spoilers for I Am Legend. So it's a, a vampire apocalypse, like kind of vampire zombie things that attack the world. And, um, and it should be noted this is our third iteration because you had the Vincent Price, then you had Charlton yeah. Heston. So you had yeah. Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, and then I Am Legend. Yeah, exactly. And I Am Legend is um, be- because usually the, the book and the movies end with uh, these vampire monsters are actually sentient and are actually like scared of him. To... Yeah. Yeah. Well, like they're... he's he's the boogeyman to them. Yeah, he is yeah. the legend that they're talking about, yeah. the bad guy. And they had that ending and scrapped it. Uh, and so it ends with Will Smith being the hero and uh, uh, killing himself and saving the others. And uh, it's I don't still, know, that's kind of... This movie, though, has one of the most emotional moments in any movie for me. When he has to kill his dog and he's choking out his dog when his dog's turning, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Because you watch him and this dog are friends for so long and he's sitting there bawling, crying as he's like choking this dog to death. Oh. Yeah. Sad. I maybe I gotta give it another chance. I watched this a long time ago, but I didn't. It didn't catch me. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I I really enjoy I Am Legend. I think it's uh, a lot of fun. And I, but if you don't like Will Smith, then <laughs> of course you're not really gonna like it. It's a whole movie of just him for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. It, I don't don't have anything against him specifically, but I feel like he's always the same guy and his characters are always flawless he's like always the 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 one above all and uh i don't know that kind of annoys me <laughs> yeah i don't know i think you need to watch more will smith stuff because he's he's maybe. done a lot yeah he's done a lot that the uh where he's not quite that guy but yeah maybe revisit it see if you like it i'm surprised you haven't seen the next one i've got four more before like prior to the letter that you're on uh so did you not see the hills have eyes 2 remake no, I only seen the first one so far oh, because okay. I think the second one is also banned over here or hard to find. It's enjoyable, you know, and the, it is the same story. You have in the second one, the military is now going into the mountains to try and find the what were they called? The Firefly Firefly family. I think the Fireflies are from the uh, uh, from uh, the Devil's Rejects. I don't, but I thought they were. Oh yeah, you did have. Was it Baby Firefly? Because you had Otis Driftwood. And then maybe it was, uh, I thought it was Jupiter. Um, Let me pull it up real quick. But the story (laughs) follows the same thing. You know, you get stuck in the mountains with a bunch of cannibalistic, nuclear, mutated, crazy people. And it's having to deal with that. It's it's hyper-violent, like the... Um, like the first one, but yeah, it's, uh, I can't find it though. What their names yeah, were. It's actually so violent that it's banned over here. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really gory. It was, it yeah. was super gory. Um, okay. So let's see. They stop in Nevada. We know that. We know that. Well, and I knew all their names. Yeah. Um, did they just call them Jupiter and Mars and cuz it just maybe, says yeah. yeah so maybe they weren't i think you're right though the fireflies were devil's rejects the, the fireflies are definitely devil's reject okay huh okay yeah i don't know okay moving on yeah. go ahead yeah i haven't seen that one uh, the next one on my list is also one that's so brutal that it's banned and we talked about it 
in the same episode that we talked about Frontiers, it's Inside, L'Intérieur. Oh, yes. And yeah, it's fucked up. We don't have as much time, so let's just jump on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, we, we have a whole episode about it if you want to listen to that. My next <laughs> yeah. one is Hyperviolent as well, which you have you not seen the second Hostel? No, that's also one that's banned, and I really want to see it because I am one of the fans of the first one. Yeah. But I couldn't find it yet. <laughs> the, the second one just takes the, the fucked up gore aspect to another level. The third one was fine, but nowhere near as enjoyable. That one's in Las Vegas. So that was the first time they brought it over to the States. So yeah, Hostile 2 is much, you know, it's hostile. It yeah. is, uh, <laughs> it's exactly what you expect. Like people, um, you know, kind of an elitist sub group of individuals who have the money to pay to do fucked up things to other people. And he yeah. did have, I think it was in the second one, he had the director of Cannibal Holocaust in it. Did a uh, special cameo, which was fun, where he's eating a person, eating a person who's alive. Okay. Oh yeah, that movie is actually not only like the normal band where it's hard to get, but actually like if if a store has this had this, uh, they they could seize it, they could take it in. Oh wow! It was completely banned from selling over here. It, a lot of is. people gave Eli Roth a hard time about painting Europe in a really bad way. Like, if you go there, everybody in Europe... And I can't remember what country... What country were they in? Uh, I think, like, for for a short time, they're in Austria, I think. But I think that the main part is in some some uh, uh, Russian uh, part. I think you're right. Some Something over there. Yeah, so Hostel 2. <laughs> if you like Hostel, you'll enjoy Hostel 2. Yeah, I, I gotta see it at some point. The next one is another one that I only know of because of the uh, horror etc. podcast and one that I have seen when I was still listening to that podcast. It's been a long, long time ago. But I got it on DVD and I really want to rewatch it. It's Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer. Oh, I've never even heard of that, I don't think. That's another... Um, uh, it's, it's one of those... Uh, uh, comedy takes on the on the horror genre as a child jack brooks witnessed the brutal murder of his family now a young man he struggles with pestering girlfriend therapy sessions that resolve nothing and night classes that barely hold his interest <coughs> after unleashing an ancient curse jack's professor undergoes a transformation into something not quite human and jack is forced to confront some old demons along with a few new ones it's with uh, robert england okay as the professor and uh, yeah, Trevor Matthews is uh, Jack Brooks. And who directed it? It's uh, by John Knauts or Knauts, I don't know. He did nothing else I know of. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that, that movie, it's a fun little, um, uh, you know, like horror parody kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. All right. It's, and it's only 85 minutes and has great special effects. That's what I remember. <laughs> Those are the two things you remember. Runtime and special effects. Um, and let's see. Speaking of runtime, we're at an hour and 15 minutes already. Um, I still have a ton. So I'm just going to pick a handful. I've got, I put little tack marks next to mine. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more. Which is crazy to think because I've got about 20 more left on my list. But we'd be going for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah okay i i got a few more i'm, I'm gonna jump through a bit as yeah, well. yeah i'll jump through and then i'll just kind of mention all the other ones at the end 
first up for me, the ones that I think are worth noting is The Mist, which is the other one that I said was based on the C- Stephen King story. Oh, story. true. Yeah. The Mist is one of my first horror movies I ever owned, and I've seen it a few times. The, the end of that movie fucked me up. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the end of that movie fucked me up, but it was a great concept. I love, you know, they all kind of got trapped in the grocery store and then you saw the people compartmentalizing themselves, kind of becoming tribal almost, which was a, yeah. a really great component of that. But the mist is a lot of fun and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's it, great and it punches you right in the gut. Like it, it's <laughs> relentless in its execution. Yeah. So watch that one the, for sure. The ending is not what, um, uh, what uh, what's his name? Uh, Stephen King wrote. No, no, no. The book is he different. Likes this ending more yeah. than what he wrote. <laughs> the book is different. And I, I was just reading an article, not to get too far off topic, that he actually added something to it, chapter two. Like they had given the they had given him the screenplay to read, and he added like a new idea to it. So they shot a new yeah. scene for it. Which so I was like, that's awesome, man. That's that is great. It's so cool that he has the ability to do that. And yeah. you know, uh, but yes, the mist for sure. Check it out. Very good. Yeah. Uh, my next one is one that I actually just watched for this uh, for this show because I had it on my shelf it, and it was from 2007. It's called The Mad. The it's, Mad. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it's with um, what's his name again, um, Billy Zane. And, oh yes. Um, it's it's about uh, a hillbilly town uh, where the the cow meat is um, uh, infected with toxic waste. So. Uh, when the people eat it, they turn into zombies. And yeah, it's, it's a typical uh, zombie apocalypse uh, horror movie. It's, um, it's, it's more of a comedy than a horror, actually. And lots of really cheap comedy and, and not really that well, <laughs> that good comedy. Like where, where they're like, uh, so the, Billy Zane's character is a doctor. And so they have kind of like... Uh, uh, Billy, Billy Zane says something that a doctor would say uh, asking about the things and his daughter and uh, a friend just say uh, in unison he's a doctor and like it's <laughs> not okay. it's it's kind of funny it's kind of working but it's not uh, it's not a great uh, movie but it's it's fun it's worth watching I would So this was in the height say. of the mad cow disease. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh well yeah I see it's free on Tubi and Voodoo. So maybe <laughs> I'll I'll check it out and see uh See what it's all about. Yeah. Um, next one up for me is Mother of Tears, Dario Argento. So the third in the Suspiria trilogy. I don't know what they call the trilogy itself. I thought. I think it's a trilogy I think it, of tears. No. Is it the trilogy or is it? Yeah. The Mother's trilogy. Maybe the something Mother's trilogy. But yeah. Anyway, it's the last in 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 those movies, and it's fine, but it's easily the weakest of the three like it's good and i i want to say this one starred his kid i want to say asia was was the star of that one and it's 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 okay yes she is yeah you know and if you like those the the idea of the the mothers because you had mother um i can't even remember all their names i only remember suspiriorum mother suspiriorum Uh. mother who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I I only ever seen. Uh, wait, is Suspiria part of that trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've seen Suspiria, but I don't think I've seen the other ones. Inferno. No, I haven't seen Inferno. Yeah, yet. Inferno was pretty good. You're right. It's the Three Mothers trilogy. 
The um, yeah, Inferno and Suspiria are the first two, and then you have uh, this one, the Mother of Tears. So it all deals around these witches that, um, and you have some Argento stuff in this, but it's not. It's just not there. It's not there compared to the other two, but it's, it's fine. It's kind of crazy because to me, Argento is one of the the old masters. And so uh, when I hear he made a movie in 2007, yeah. that's still kind of... It feels weird. Yeah, exactly. And he, he made some more, right? He made opera a bit later even. Uh, no, the, one of the most recent ones uh, was the Dracula that the he Dracula, had done. Yeah, yeah, that's what I had in my mind. Yeah, the, I think it was just was... called Dario Argento's Dracula. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Which uh, wasn't very good it, either. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So to me, he's always like... Yeah, 80s and 90s. That's where his movies are and not 2000s. That's right. kind of weird. Uh, so the next one on my list is one that we all also talked about. I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to make it quick. A murder Party. Oh, first, yes. Uh, Jeremy Saul. I think we made a Jeremy Saulnier episode. I, at least we talked about it. I think we talked about doing an episode, but we haven't made <laughs> okay. one. Yeah, we haven't made one yet. Murder Party is just a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, Murder Party is great. If you haven't seen Murder Party, it's um, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful yeah. movie. Check out. It's so funny too. Him and that fucking cat. That cat that <laughs> won't get out of his chair. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next up for me is I want to say it's still the highest grossing horror movie based on its relationship to the budget. Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, because they made it for I think fifteen thousand dollars, and it's still a really effective little horror movie. It's, you know, you have everything Still works. Yeah. Everything that you can't see is a lot scarier than what you can see. We just deal with this couple in their house. Weird things start happening. He gets a big camera. They start videotaping everything and scarier and scarier things continue to happen. I still like the first one a lot. I think it's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's 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 really good. And it it's the the reason for the uh, found footage boom. Even though everyone always says that um, uh, Blair Witch Project was the first found footage movie or one of the first. Uh, yeah, but Paranormal Activity is the one that after that everyone made a found footage movie. Right. And uh, we, we got to say uh, this is uh, kind of weird because I, I'm pretty sure Paranormal Activity wasn't actually released in 2007. It was done and completed in 2007, but they couldn't find distribution for two years. And it only was released in 2009. Oh, okay. At least that's what I remember, which is uh, crazier considering it's now one of the uh, yeah highest crossing movies of all time, like the that made the most money. Yeah, it's crazy. It made so much money. And they the marketing was what did it so many favors. They, you know, talk to your local theater and make sure that they show paranormal activity. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. The scariest thing you've ever seen. And they, yeah. they did a good job with it. Uh, okay. After that, I've got Wreck, which Wreck is a great, great zombie movie. Yeah, so another found footage movie. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, well, after the, um, you know, Blair Witch did, it, it was probably the biggest mainstream one, because that you had the documentaries on TV. Nobody knew if it was real or not. I think in a lot of ways, I would still consider Cannibal Holocaust probably the first found footage, because they yeah. find footage, you know? <laughs> yeah. By definition, that one really is found footage. So they <laughs> yeah. find the footage and... Um, but Wreck, yeah, and you had the the U.S. remake, the English language remake, Quarantine, 
which yeah. is okay, but it's nowhere near as good as Wreck. And I think Wreck had three sequels. There's a total of four. Which yeah. I know I've and seen all of they're them. They're getting more and more uh, action-heavy, I think. The second one is actually still fun. Yeah, the second one, but then the third one and the fourth one, you're right. The fourth one was on the boat, right? I haven't seen the fourth one yet, but I, I know the cover, and it's actually like uh, the, the main actress from the first movie is, I guess, still standing. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's now a badass zombie fighter. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so yeah. what do you got next? Um, I've got uh, The Orphanage, um, which is a Spanish uh, ghost story that you, for some reason, don't like. I don't. <laughs> but I need to revisit it. You, you and I you talked. Really yeah, you and I talked a little bit before we started recording. And it is something I'll try and revisit to see if maybe my tastes have changed or I just wasn't looking at it in the same way at the time. Yeah, and I think we also talked about it on the show at least a few times. I think it was also on the best horror movies list. Yeah, you're right. It was on the top 100. Yeah, and it's it's a great movie. It's scary. It's uh, fun. Well done. Yeah, uh, watch it again. <laughs> All right, I'll give it another go. See if I, I take anything else away from it. Um, let's see. Next on my list is Saw 4. So we had the fourth in the Saw franchise. And this is, I feel, where it really started to get crazy with the connections, you know, and all the, the intertwining threads that go throughout all these movies. And yeah, so especially uh, because the, the first three, they, I, I watched all Saw movies in very quick succession. And I think the first three I can keep apart. And then starting from the fourth one, they all run together. Yeah, it's like Fast it's and the, the Furious. <laughs> yeah. same thing is the fourth one the one where they uh operate on his uh on his brain and uh the, the main trap is a guy trying to get somewhere while at the same time uh, uh a woman is forced to operate on uh jigsaw yeah i want to what so what was the third one though the third one is in the house. The third one is... Uh, okay, then yes. I think it's where they kidnap Yeah, the surgeon and he ends up shooting... No, wait. The second one is in the house. <laughs> yeah, the second one... Because the second one brings back the girl who had the bear trap. Amanda. Yeah. Right? That yeah. was Amanda? Yeah. Yeah, so the second uh, one brought her back. And the third one is the one I, I thought of because I just uh, pulled it up and uh, saw four is... Jigsaw and his apprentice Amanda are dead. <laughs> so that's already the start. And uh, two uh, FBI profilers uh, uh, try to find out what happened to and help Detective Hoffman uh, sifting through Jigsaw's latest grisly remains. Okay, yeah, so then a SWAT commander is abducted. I don't... That's the problem. I've seen them all, and I actually like all of them. Yeah, but I, it's it, hard to keep them um, in order of what's going on yeah. and who's who. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, Saw Four. It's it's good. It's it's fun, but you have to see all the other ones to get it. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, okay. So next up on my list is actually one of my favorites that I feel like doesn't get enough love, and that's the Signal. Have you ever seen the I Signal? Seen it? No. Signal's great. You get this crazy tv signal that comes on and it turns people into fucking lunatics it's kind of like the crazies where you just have all these people are just nuts but this yeah. one's uh i want to say it's a english like a british movie okay. and it um yeah it's real fucked up man hyper violent you got all these people quickly turning on one another <laughs> but it's uh it's, it's cool 
So oh, it's cool. it's uh it's like uh, Kingsman. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. Um I I, I want to see it now. That sounds fun. Yeah, the check out one... the the signal's great. It is a great movie. Okay, the next one I have is uh, P2. I'm not sure if you skipped oh, the that or if you haven't parking seen garage. It. Uh, the parking garage movie? Yeah, exactly. Because that's I think that's a lot of fun with uh, what's his name again the um Oh, let, let me pull him up because he's kind of cool. Uh, Wes Bentley as the as the bad guy. Yeah, he was um, good. It was it was a fine movie. It's not one that I yeah, run back to to watch over and over again, but it's. Uh, and do you guys have a lot of parking garages in Germany? Yeah, we do. Okay, yeah. yeah. The idea. I uh, mean, parking garages are scary if you're one of the last people in one at night. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's true. And here it's. Yeah, it's it's well done. It's fun. Like, yeah, it's not a, a great movie that you should rewatch all the time, but it's one that's worth watching if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Next up on my list, kind of a horror comedy, fucking weird horror comedy, uh, Teeth. So <laughs> yeah, I... <clears throat> and you've seen Teeth, right? I've seen Teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. There's vagina dentata. I think is the uh, yeah. Condition. And you have a, a woman who they say it's like the next step in evolution. Essentially, <laughs> this this teenage girl is the next step in evolution. She has teeth in her vagina that can stop, you know, somebody, any unwanted sexual advance. This gives her the ability to stop that from happening. And the the weirdest elements about it is the stuff with her and her brother or stepbrother. Uh, yeah, the, the stepbrother. Yeah, because yeah. remember, he tried to like touch her when they were both really small kids, and he got his and finger. Lost the finger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got his finger taken off. And then she, some guy tries to rape her, um, and she quickly comes to terms with, okay, I've got teeth in my vagina. <laughs> and it, it's funny. Like, it's a really weird, weird, bizarre movie, but it is fun and it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's worth watching. It's, it's fun. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah it's also i i love the title just yeah teeth. <laughs> get you right in there let you know what's going yeah. on okay the next one i got is a movie that i also just watched for this episode so i want to talk about it it's uh, a german movie called slasher and uh, it's um i wrote to you when i watched it because it's kind of I don't know. It's it's a typical take on the on the slasher movies, but from Germany and really low budget. Is this the Roger but, Corman one? Did he no. distribute this, or was it distributed by Troma? Oh, I I don't know who distributed in the in the U.S. Maybe that uh, it got distributed by someone else. It's completely from from Germany um, and by I think uh, the the distributor is Monday Productions because the director is Frank Montag. And Montag is German for Monday, so he made his okay. uh, production company Monday Productions, and they released it over here. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's 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 low budget. It's not that well done, but it's kind of interesting and a little bit fun. They have some good special effects, some well done things. Okay. And uh, yeah, I I just watched it a few days ago and already forgot some of it. So. It's not uh, the most memorable, but it is it is fun, and I want to bring a bit of German horror to the world. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. I feel like I saw it somewhere. Did you ever watch that German horror movie I was telling you to watch? The one where they kidnapped that girl? The kidnapping of Stella? 
uh, there's something I, I watched like half of it but i haven't finished it yet oh okay i'm still i'm still on it <laughs> you should watch that you should check that out um all right i've got two more left i've got next up vacancy which i don't know if you've seen okay. vacancy i really like no. vacancy yeah it's um it's got luke wilson and kate beckinsale ethan Embry's in it they go to this hotel, like side of the road hotel. If I remember correctly, him and her are discussing the possibility of divorce or separating in some way. They just left a wedding or some kind of a gathering and they need to stop at this hotel and they quickly discover, <coughs> excuse me, they quickly discover cameras in the walls and things like that. And it turns into a fight against these people who are trying to murder them. But it's a it's a fun movie. I, I like it. And I think there's a sequel. I don't know that I've ever seen the sequel, but that first one is good. Okay, sounds good. It's uh, the German title of that movie is Motel. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Okay, so um, I also got uh, three more. I got three more now, but I'm guessing one of them is on your list anyway. Probably my last so my, one. Yeah. My next one is uh, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, which. I'm not sure if you count it as a horror movie, but it's a horror musical for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, It was actually one of my favorites when I was in drama in high school. I did a lot of years of drama, and I love Sweeney Todd. The story yes. is great. The story is great, and I really like the musical. And uh, I'm, I'm still one of the biggest Tim Burton fans and get something out of all his movies. And so I... Because I feel for some reason Sweeney Todd is not as well liked or remembered. But I really enjoyed it. And I got the DVD and I really want to rewatch it again because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, it's worth... Shane had it on the other day, maybe a month ago or so. And, you know, if it's on, I'll watch it. But it's never one that I run to when it comes to Tim Burton. You know, it's not my not my go-to, but I think it it feels very Tim Burton. You know, it's got the same yeah. color palette as... Sleepy Hollow, and a lot of the design, but it, all Tim Burton movies feel like Tim Burton. You know, you <laughs> yeah. can always you can always kind of see that in there. So yeah, it's um, it is one worth a watch. And if you like musicals, it is a great musical. The music is fantastic. Yeah. And so I'll do my last one before we wrap up here, and then I'll go through my list of everything I had left over. Uh, but Trick or Treat, Trick yes. or Treat, <laughs> I've talked about so many times. Um, yeah, I think we did an episode on that one as well, or at least put it in there. I think we talked about holiday movies or Halloween movies or something. It might have been, I yeah. know for sure we talked about it. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it, and it's still so good. Even just saying the name, I want to go watch it right now. Turn it on. As many times as I've seen it, I will always go back to it. I've got a lot of little Sam figures all over. Actually, Shana has a Sam tattoo that I drew for her. She's got a little... She loves the movie just as much as I do. And he's just... In my mind, Sam is the spirit of Halloween. Like, you know, a little kid out with his... All he wants is his candy, but he's up to some tricks if you're uh, if you're no good. Yeah. And that whole sequence and, is just great. And your son, your son dressed up as Sam last year, right? Yeah. For Halloween? I made that costume. Yeah. yeah. I remember when you sent me the pictures. It took weeks. That's and awesome. you know what? It, for the few people who recognized who he was, because I feel like it's not as well of a known horror movie... But for the few people, and it was almost all adults that realized who he was, they're like, that is so fucking cool. They're like, that is just, yeah. that is so good. Like, I absolutely it, love it. It really is. It, it was awesome, yeah. 
Uh, so the last one on my list is another one that I think you haven't seen yet. It's Time Crimes. Oh, no, I've seen Time Crimes. Y you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be I really, really like that. Like, I've only seen it once. That's not only a great horror movie. That's just an amazing time travel movie. Yes, it's it's just great. <laughs> it's uh, it's really so much fun. There's so much going on in that movie. The the leading guy, I don't know his name, but he's he's so great. He he has um, he he's so much fun. Like in in everything he does, like because he's most of the time he's really pissed and doesn't right. know what's happening, and he really plays that perfectly. And that's almost a um, uh, horror sci-fi. You can almost just call it sci-fi. There's but it's you know with time travel, a lot of times people don't get it don't get it right. But that one yeah. is yeah, that's spot on. It's one of the few movies that got it perfectly right. Yeah. And there was a uh, there was another one that Phil made me watch, and I wish I could remember the name of it now. It started with a P. It was a time travel movie. Uh, Primer. Yeah, Primer. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm still trying to find it. Oh man, that was that was super cool. I've heard so many good things about it. Another good one uh, is um, now I can't think of it <laughs> of the name. It's um, the one where they're on a boat. Hmm. There's. I, I even got the DVD. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. Uh, and while you're looking that up, I'm just going to read through the stuff that we just didn't have time for today. So these are the other things I've seen from 2007, and I'll give it either a yay or nay. The Hitcher, I would say nay. Watch the original. House, I would say yes. Go ahead and uh, give it a watch. It, it's not like the house from the 80s. It's not the same story, but it is still still a lot of fun. Ice Spiders, if you like spider movies, yes, watch Ice Spiders. It was so much fun. Uh, Lake Placid 2, not a bad sequel. You can check that out. The Messengers, I don't know if you saw The Messengers, the Kristen Stewart movie. I haven't seen it yet, no. Yeah, I would say you could take a pass. Uh, Pumpkinhead, Blood Feud, take a pass, watch the original. The Reaping with Hilary Swank, I actually really like a lot. Kind of a, a horror of biblical proportions, seven deadly uh, plagues and shit like that. Was cool. Resident Evil Extinction probably doesn't even need to be on the list. More of an action movie. Return to the House on Haunted Hill. Not a terrible <laughs> sequel. You could watch that if you like the first one. Uh, Stir of Echoes, uh, The Homecoming. Definitely watch the original if you if you <laughs> want to watch the Stir of Echoes movie. And then Wrong Turn Two, Dead End. Yes, watch Wrong Turn. I like all six of those movies. I'm a fan. I only seen the first one yet. I gotta get into those. Um, the the movie I was thinking of is called Time uh, Triangle. Oh yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't seen that. That's also worth watching. Uh, I only got one more le left on the list that I I'm not I just want to mention it real quick. I'm not sure if it is even a horror movie. It's a Zodiac. The Oh uh, yeah. It's the it's, serial killer it's movie. It's really good. Yeah, exactly, by David Fincher. Yeah, and that was all. I feel like that was um was that? I can't remember what the runtime was, but I feel like that was long. It's super long, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, 157 minutes, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I do remember being that very long. All right, man. Uh, did you have any you wanted to note, or was that it? No, that's it. Uh, we talked about the ones I want to see, like um, uh, 30 Days at Night, and yeah, some of the ones you talked about. But yes. Oh, and w one more, the, the Poughkeepsie tapes. I really want to see that one. That's and the, the movie that never really officially released, I think. And uh, one more honorable mention that I forgot is My Name is Bruce. Uh, Bruce Campbell, <laughs> yeah, which is much more of a comedy. You know, it's it's a horror comedy, but um, there's there was a lot of horror movies in 2007. It was a good year, 
And you let us know your uh, your horror movies from 2007, stuff that maybe we missed or stuff that you really like. IHOHpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get into contact with us, all the social medias are at IHOHpodcast. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You can get a hold of us there. And this was a long episode, but we hope you had some fun with us along the way. And for the International House of Horrors, I've been Joe Merle. I've been Josh. And we'll be back next week with more things terrible, horrible, brutal, bloody, gory, and the macabre.